0: Good day, listeners! This is your host, Michael Martins, with the Martins Critical Review, broadcasting this morning from a stunning bluebird wintry day here in south central British Columbia. In today's program, we begin a new series on alternative healing modalities. As it has been very apparent that mainstream allopathic medicine has failed us miserably, people need to know that they have choices when it comes to their wellness and well being. In this episode, we will explore the interesting world of scalar energy and scalar light and how it can be applied to optimize your physical and spiritual well being. Joining us today is Tom Palladino. Tom is a dedicated scalar energy researcher and practitioner. Early on in Mr. Paladino's scientific career, he became interested in the work of Nikola Tesla and particularly in scalar energy. The conundrum that such energy was not found within the electromagnetic spectrum fascinated him. Inspired by this, he pursued a course of independent study seeking to better understand and subsequently harness scalar energy through the development of an instrument called scalar light. Mr. Paladino was also humanitarian and has worked with NGOs in Africa and India via a variety of outreach programs. In those regions, he is seeking to enhance human health and abundance through his healing modalities and creating opportunities through the education of rural residents. Mr. Palladino, very interested to speak with you today. Thank you so much for your time and and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for the invitation. Excellent. Excellent. So let's begin today, if we could, with a little bit more of a background on who Tom Palladino is. uh, What were your original motivations to pursue your field of study?
1: I am a scalar light researcher. Now, what does that mean? I don't work with electricity. I work with another form of energy. There's two energies. And I've devoted my career to this other energy. It's it's commonly known as chi, prana, consciousness, zero point energy. There are two energies. Why have I devoted a career to this? I see the gigantic promise. That is, everything we have achieved with electricity, we can achieve with scalar energy. But scalar energy will be much more simple. And it will be much more efficient. Uh, It won't leave any pollution, any carbon footprint. And uh, essentially, it's free energy. It's energy of the stars. You don't have to build a power plant, the power plant of the stars. So uh, we're going to explore the benefits of scalar energy. Nikola Tesla saw it.
0: Now, Now we see it. Now we understand that. Interesting. And before we get into the, the hard and fast science of this, perhaps you can share with us some of your greatest accomplishments to date using your scalar light technology.
1: Yeah, thank you. So one of the features, one of the benefits of scalar energy it allows us to control molecular forms, atomic forms. If you look at the molecular bonds of anything, say a covalent bond, a hydrogen bond, etc., an ionic bond, all of those bonds involve intelligence some type of instructions to hold together matter. Well, what I've discovered with my scalar energy instrument, I can negate those molecular bonds. So my comment is, a scalar energy instrument can either create a molecular bond or negate a molecular bond. Now, that should leave people on the edge of their seat. It leaves me upon the edge of my seat. In other words, we can control molecules. We can control physical matter. We can either create a physical form or break down a physical form with scalar energy. And I'm applying this now to quantum health. I'll I'll explain that as we get into this. So scalar energy is really the master energy of the universe. It dictates physical forms. Imagine what we can do with this energy.
0: Interesting. So we could actually harness this then to either create form or destroy form, and obviously that has an uh, uh, application for microbes, uh, pathogens, etc.?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So in application, one of my instruments is able to break down the molecular bonds of a virus, a bacterium or fungus. Now, before we get into this, I want to make this very clear. I work in the quantum field. People will email me a photograph. This is my photograph. I actually take a photograph of a person and place it inside the instrument. I do not work with people one-on-one. I work with force fields. So, when people send me a photograph, an emailed photograph, I'm able to detect, to identify a virus on their photograph and break down the molecular bonds in the quantum field. So, this suggests that, that there is a body double or a photograph is energetically alive, if you will, with scalar energy, in which I can work with the bilocated version, which is a photograph of a person. I can work with a bilocated version of a person by way of their photograph never working with a person uh, physically, but rather working with their image, their photographic image.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. And uh, you've also stated that this quantum energy from the sun and the stars can actually heal mankind's suffering. Can you explain that statement for us?
1: Yes. Um, I believe this is a divine energy. I believe it's directly from God. And if so, it's the life force. It's the divine source energy. Again, it's not electricity. So what I've discovered or at least theorize that scalar energy causes our DNA. It actually creates and maintains DNA. Now, if that's the case, it's responsible for the life molecule. Scalar energy gives form to our life molecule DNA. And if that's correct, my theory is correct, then we can enhance life immeasurably with this energy by controlling our DNA. Now, I'm not to that point yet, but in theory, I believe we can eventually arrive at that point.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So can you, you, you've defined scalar energy as not electricity. Can you kind of give us a deep dive here, a, a scientific overview of, of what it actually is, how it originates, and, and it does, does it have a form or is, is it uh, simply a wave or what is it?
1: There, there is a form. It's a distinct form. It looks exactly like our DNA. Now, what is my point? Scalar energy is a double helix. It's a phi. It's a spiral. It has a major group and a minor group. Just as our DNA is a spiral, a double helix, with a major group and a minor group. So if you remember looking at a textbook and seeing an image, if you will, of DNA, that is exactly what our scalar wave looks like. So what is the point? Well, from the macro standpoint, scalar energy is always a double helix. It originates from the sun and the stars. And then it will download, it will provide the, the necessary informational input to create our DNA, which is a miniature version of the scalar wave, of the double helix. So look no further, look at our DNA, human DNA, you'll see a double helix that is in, in form and in proportion what a scalar wave looks like.
0: And so it's not an electromagnetic frequency, is that correct?
1: That's absolutely correct. So let me explain. All energy initiates from the sun, the stars, as a double helix, scalar energy. Uh, mm-hmm. Coincident, that, that is what gives power to our sun and our stars. It's, it's not electricity. So all of the stars are powered by scalar energy. When that energy, so to speak, leaves that environment, it degrades into electromagnetic energy. But if, if you wanna ask the question why are the stars perpetual? Why do stars they'll experience variations in, in the cycle, but stars never burn out? There's always uh, energy, there's always light in the star. Well, that's scalar light. That, you cannot explain the function, the life cycle of a star in electromagnetic terms. Electricity magnetism always experiences a weakness of the signal, entropy. So what is the point? Scalar energy is the initial energy of the universe, All stars are powered by scalar energy, but then in many environments, most environments, scalar energy degrades into electricity and magnetism.
0: Mm, interesting. Interesting. So from my, inter- uh, my research here, I understand that Nikola Tesla originally planned to use scalar energy as a wave carrier for telecommunications, yeah. and that he was also able to power an automobile through tr- uh, water yes. transmitters into the electric motor. Um, you know, How did he do that, and how does this energy transfer work?
1: Uh,
0: exactly. So Tesla t-
1: took um, the engine out of a car. It was a Pierce Aero model. He took the combustion engine out and he was able to wreck some type of antenna that would capture this star energy. And he powered this car by way of scalar energy, star energy. And witnesses uh, to this feat said there was no uh, smoke, there was, there was no combustion. It was a silent operation. So Tesla had discovered the easy way to power cars or, or any type of motor with scalar energy. Had we have listened to him, we would not have the, the pollution that we have today. We would not have the, the uh, war over oil, over energy that we have today. Scalar energy is free energy. But people of that day did not quite pick up what he was doing.
0: Interesting. And, and so he wasn't actually broadcasting energy then. He was simply harnessing the energy which is around us all the time.
1: Exactly.
0: That's the very quiddity of the matter
1: you the power plant are the stars and star energy starlight sunlight suffuses the the universe so you this makes it so simple you don't have to create the infrastructure the infrastructure are the stars
0: interesting and, and do we understand how that energy uh, is absorbed and then utilized i mean it's if, if it's not electromagnetic uh, it's not a wave particle duality how how is it how is it powering a device do we understand that
1: well i, I do at least in 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 theory, at least in principle, because I'm using a scalar energy instrument, sending information anywhere in the world by way of a person's photograph. Again, I only work with photographs. So I, if you will, have a Tesla instrument that can send energy, beneficial scalar energy to anybody in the world or the universe for that matter. And I did not have to build the infrastructure. The infrastructure exists. All you have to do is build a scalar energy instrument and then automatically you tie into, you interface with that perpetual grid system, which is scalar energy.
0: Interesting. And, and so it, what then is actually, do we understand what is actually the, the, the energy which is causing that motor to move then? I mean, obviously we understand the, the electricity, how that works. Do we understand the actual, uh, at, a, at a quantum level, how that's working?
1: Yeah if you if you would look at Tesla's early work he had an armature that would spin or a turbine well the spinning here is scalar energy the motor is scalar energy itself this the spinning the the kinetic energy of a scalar wave it's constant motion so that's what we're tapping into it's the constant motion of a scalar wave that is the driving force that is the motivating force meaning what all you have to tap into now is the sun power, the the star power, and you have a perpetual engine.
0: Interesting. Well, that's uh, one more reason why he was offed. Then I mean, that's uh, uh, there's no profit in that other than perhaps manufacturing the machines that uh, or the the antenna which harnesses that uh, energy.
1: Yeah, that's exactly.
0: Interesting. Uh, I, I also uh, uncovered a Rochester University professor, Dr. Robert Jacobs, uh, that work, did some work on scalar energy. And um, he discovered some very interesting properties governing immune function and healing. Uh, are you familiar with his work? No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. And so he's, he's kind of, again, worked towards destroying viruses and bacteria, which we've kind of covered. Um, any thoughts on how uh, tissue regeneration or wound healing would be accelerated.
1: You know, if this really is a life force energy, and I say it is, and if, it's, if it really gives cause um, to our, and creation to our DNA, then it also is responsible for cellular activity, for cellular regeneration. So once we perfect this scalar energy technique, we will be able to create, or, or if you will, correct our genome, and we'll be able to create or correct tissue. What do I mean by that? Well, it's the instructions of the universe, so we should be able to instruct our genome, DNA, and we accordingly should be able to instruct our genome to rebuild limbs or to regenerate tissue. I mean that. I mean every bird of that.
0: Interesting. There's been some talk locally here about these medpods, um, which the manufacturers are reporting very similar uh, type examples as you are, where tissue regeneration, the, the regrowth of organs or, or limbs, uh, is that uh, what we're talking about here?
1: Uh, I don't know much about the med beds, but if that's going to be the case and if that's their trajectory, then so be it, yes. And and I would say that if they have indeed uh, been able to achieve those uh, results, then it would be a scalar result. If that's not electromagnetic in character. So the future for organ regeneration for genome correction is by way of scalar energy. Scalar energy is the doorway, the pathway to human health in the future. Electromagnetic energy, just just remember, always experiences entropy, which is death, decay.
0: Right. Interesting. And then how would the immune system be strengthened uh, by the use of scalar technology?
1: So so many ways. One of the techniques that I've developed, I'm able to assemble nutrients. Vitamins, minerals, amino acids. And when I assemble those nutrients, it's at the cellular level. I'm actually creating or transmuting a vitamin, a mineral, amino acid. So I'm providing the proper nutrition that we need at the the intimate level of the cell. And I don't have to deliver this by way of the bloodstream. Rather, light, scalar light creates the micronutrient. So that's going to enhance our immune system. That that will serve to fortify us with the necessary micronutrients that we need. Um, The other process that I've developed, I've been able to break down the molecular bonds of a pathogen, a microbe. Well, if you can eliminate thousands of species of germs, microbes, you're likewise going to enhance the immune system. And over the years, over the past 25, 30 years of working with these instruments, this is the feedback that I get from people. Now, I, I must caution, I don't know how people feel because I only work with their photograph in my laboratory. So I have to rely upon feedback from people if this does indeed enhance their health. So what I want to make this very clear, there's no scientific protocol to either prove or disprove scalar energy or my work for that matter. This is a new science. So right now, the the body of language, the, the evidence, the body of evidence is by way of Uh, uh, testimonies, first-hand experience.
0: Interesting. So we're not quite at the um, double-blind placebo-type study level, but that certainly could come down the pipeline.
1: It it could, but keep in mind, how can you perform a double-blind on a photograph? The party to the action is a photograph, not a person. So this this will require a new way of looking at science and a new way of testing. Nobody's quite figured that out. I haven't. I don't know how to test it.
0: Interesting. And so is, is a photograph required then, or could you? It, it, it's it, required. It is required. required.
1: Why well, uh, My photograph is my body double. This is my bi-located version. So instead of putting a person inside my instrument, which is cumbersome, you can't do that, I miniaturize the photograph. I can miniaturize a collage of photographs. And I could work with a, a million people a day by way of their photograph. Now. This is the science that we have to become familiar with, that a photograph is a light signature. Everything is light. And a photograph of a person is their bi-located version. It's their actual energy signature. And once we wrap our head around that and can accept that, then we can move on and theorize how this works. And and, what are the principles, what are the laws that govern that action?
0: Interesting. And obviously, if, if at some point we can develop this technology further to embark upon mass healing minus the, the photograph where you're simply pushing this waveform out um, with a certain frequency, that would be a very interesting concept.
1: Yeah, that that would be ideal. Essentially, that, that would be akin to living at the center of our sun, which is perfection. I've always said that in the center of the sun or any star, is perfection, a perfect scalar energy environment in which death and disease does not exist.
0: Interesting, certainly with this ability of tissue regeneration and healing remotely, I mean, with the uh, the level of injury that we're seeing with the vaccination program rolling out, uh, this could be a a dramatic uh, change in trajectory for the human species.
1: Yeah, thank you, let's address those vaccines. Many of those vaccines, I'm I'm not gonna make a blanket statement, but there are vaccines that are being used today. And some of those chemicals, some of those adjuvants are contaminated. So I can't make a blanket statement about every vaccine. I'm not. But you, the, the general public should be very aware that some vaccines have harmful chemicals, adjuvants in them.
0: Well, I would suggest uh, that most of them do. And uh, given my research, um, th- they are the source of the modern day health epidemic in terms of chronic disease and so forth. Uh, you know, it's, it's just statistical analysis comparing unvaccinated versus, versus vaccinated certainly exhibit that trend. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, so also, um, the, the scalar energy has the ability to strengthen the hydrogen bonds of our DNA, uh, which obviously would prevent them from becoming damaged and, and possibly even reverse things like cancer, where we're having misfolding of DNA uh, replicating. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I'm 62 years of age, and I don't feel like I'm 62. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm vibrant. I don't have any chronic inflammation or or chronic disease. So what is my point? Well, after being under this therapy for 20, 25, 30 years, I feel that this has added to my longevity. This has certainly improved my health, maintained my health, and I feel young, I feel vibrant. So I think there's merit to the fact that we are repairing in some fashion our DNA already.
0: Well, for the for the listeners that can't see you, uh, you know, you don't look a day older than uh, forty five or fifty top. So uh, you're you're clearly uh, a living example of your technology. Well, thank you. Thank and you. so the, the the you've also stated that the scalar energy can be used to improve mental focus and yeah, uh, positively affects neurotransmitters, almost acting as a natural antidepressant for the brain. Yes. Uh, how does this work, or how does this manifest?
1: Yeah, yeah precisely. So. When we're assembling micronutrients, we also assemble um, certain neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine, acetylcholine, and that in and of itself helps people with mental concentration, with making them mentally sharp. I've had some uh, mothers say that their children, after being under this program, have greater study habits. They can concentrate. They can focus. Now, as we all realize, brain chemicals have a lot to do with our mood and and our 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 psychological uh, state as well as our cognitive state. So the point I'm trying to make is if we have the proper balance, and if we can provide those happy chemicals, um, not only vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, but also the neurotransmitters that we need to, to abet cognitive function, yes, that will help our mental health. So. Again, it's just pregnant with opportunity. This is a new science that I hope the world will grasp and really eventually inculcate in everyday life.
0: Mm, Very interesting. And and you did just state that you've been at this now for 20 or 25 years, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been working with uh, actual instruments, physical instruments for uh, going on now close to 30 years. So in theory, 45 years, in practice, close to 30 years. And after working with these scalar energy instruments for 30 years, this is very much a, a reality. Scalar energy abides by certain laws of, of physics, which are not the laws of electricity. But this is a real science, people. This is this is real hardcore science.
0: Interesting. Uh, and then how can scalar energy be used to improve nutrient flow and, and the elimination of toxins from cells uh, at an advanced sure. level of efficiency?
1: Okay, so. One of the ways I can program my instrument, I can actually identify a pathogen, the microbe, and break down the molecular bonds. Now, take, for instance, a a bacterium. Well, not only do I break down the molecular bonds of that that microorganism, I'm also breaking down the endotoxins Mm -hmm. inside the bacterium. So this gives you an idea of the mastery of scalar energy. We have control, we have dominion, so to speak, over a microbe. A bacterium, and then accordingly, everything that's within that bacterium, such as endotoxins, we can likewise negate the molecular bonds of an endotoxin. Now, I speak from experience after working with, with tens of millions of people around the world by way of their photograph. I never experience a toxic shock. Nobody's ever reported to me a toxic shock. I cannot pick up any toxic shock or Herzheimer reaction on a person's photograph. Why? It's non-physical. It's non-chemical. In order to have a toxic shock, you have to have a chemical. I'm not working with chemicals. I'm working with intelligence. So we avoid a chemical detox. I don't work with chemicals. I work with light. Light is always pure, immaculate. So I completely avoid, obviate any type of Herxheimer reaction, toxic shock, allergic reaction. This is the beauty of, of light. You do not have the consequences, the negative consequences of working in the physical world.
0: And then, so when, when you're speaking about, uh, I guess, are you tuning to a specific frequency of this pathogen or this endotoxin or how, how does that, uh, how do you manifest that?
1: So light is, the, is if you will, the, the king of intelligence, light. Let's say I took the herpes virus by way of a magnified photograph, and I wanted to identify the herpes virus and negate it, the herpes virus. I actually placed this magnified photograph of the herpes virus inside the instrument. And then the instrument would understand the molecular structure of the herpes virus, and would start unbinding the nucleic acid of the herpes virus. We literally shatter, transmute, disassemble the nucleic acid of a virus. It. Breaks apart, it shatters, and accordingly, to any toxin associated with a, a bacterium or fungus, etc., or even a virus, is likewise transmuted, disassembled, shattered. So, a photograph of a microbe instructs my instrument to break down the molecular structure not only of the microbe but of the uh, associated toxins.
0: Interesting. So let's let's jump forward here uh, on this device that you've uh, invented. Uh, give, give us an overview with this. How did, you, how did it come into existence? How did you develop it? And how does it work?
1: I always say it was Tesla in theory, and then another scalar energy inventor who's not, not quite, quite as famous as Tesla, a man by the name of Galen Hieronymus. I was actually able to work with the Hieronymus family. I never met him, but I met his wife and a family member. And at that time, back in 93 and 94, I was able to purchase scalar energy instruments from the Hieronymus family. And I started to work with them. And that was my understudy, if you will. And from, from day one, I was able, more or less able to shatter, to break down microbes. That's that's the technology that Galen Hieronymus had had left the world. I was just awestruck with his ability, Galen Hieronymous Today, he's just a footnote. in. In scientific inquiry, but eventually he'll get his due. So I had a head start. I always say I had a head start. The fact that uh, Galen Hieronymus and his family left me their his notes and many of his instruments.
0: Ah, interesting. And, and so again, so what, th- this instrument, give us a description. What does it look like? Is it big or small? Is it you know metallic? We,
1: we, we've yeah, we've modified it today. It's it's much larger than what Galen had. Um, if I were to place it on a table, it probably could be a good six to seven feet long. It has, a, it has the ability to take a, a, a standing scalar wave, run it through a capacitor to more or less coalesce and refine the energy, then send that broadcast out through Tesla towers, a receiver and a transmitter. Um, it, it's a great deal of circuitry. Uh, the oscillator is really one of the key elements to, to the instrument. Uh, establishing and maintaining the scalar wave. Um, I have photographs on my website that, that the audience can take a look at scalarlight.com. It is a, 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 a if you will, a, a monumental achievement. I give credit to our engineering staff and a brilliant engineer that I work with, but it's a culmination, if you will, of Tesla's work, Hieronymus work, and now my work with my engineering team. This is you know going on a hundred plus years of engineering perfection.
0: Interesting, and and so if um, let me let me understand this: we have a essentially a, a receiving device which is collecting these scalar waves as they're constantly being emitted, and then you are transmuting those or fine tuning them through your capacitor and your in your electrical circuits, and then you also have, have a broadcaster or or a transmitter on the other side to then push them out tuned to the objective. Yeah, yeah.
1: And let me say, you're right. And let me make this very clear. When you're working with scalar energy, there is no point A and point B. So it's really you're accessing this energy. What my scalar energy does is access a dimension. It, it, some people call that a wormhole. Some people call that a portal. Call it what you will. In my laboratory, I have a scalar energy portal, a pathway to scalar energy. And in so doing, the physics in that scalar energy environment are quite different than that of electromagnetic environment. So the point is, yes, what you said is, is, is a good overview. But the crucial element is working with a scalar energy environment, working in that environment, it's quite distinct from electricity or magnetism. It is a distinct dimension.
0: Interesting. So we're, we're almost, we're, are, we, are we working then in a, in, in a, in a dimension other than the, the third dimension here? I mean, we're talking on a, on a quantum, sort of 5D level, or, or where are we operating?
1: Let's call it the 5D level because you transcend time and space. Now, if that defines the 5D level, then yes, we're working in that dimension. It's non-physical, it's consciousness. Another way to look at scalar energy, it's pure intelligence, the intelligence of God. It's consciousness. There's no electron or proton in that dimension. So what am I getting at? It is pure intellect. It's pure, it's the pure afflatus of God. It's instructions, it's, it's unmitigated perfection.
0: It's, it's the force as defined in Star Wars.
1: Yes, it is the force. Wow. And nothing supersedes it. It is the king of the universe. Scalar energy dictates all action.
0: Interesting. And you've, you've, you've got this, what I consider to be a rather massive statement, that scalar energy is to human enhancement as photosynthesis is to plants. Yeah. unpack that for us. I mean, I thought that was one of the, sure. of, all, of all the things I read on your website, that really stuck out to me as one of the most profound.
1: Sure. And, and I say that by experience. Galen Hieronymus, my predecessor, was able to grow plants in the dark with scalar energy. Um, he planted uh, uh, plants in his basement and was devoid of light. And from his roof, he ran an antenna capturing scalar energy that that wire, that copper wire was then grounded in his plant. So Galen Hieronymus grew healthy, vibrant plants in the dark with the scalar energy device. Now. If that, that's true and accurate, I, I, I spoke to his wife in depth about this. Meaning what? That the prime mover, the, the animating force of photosynthesis is not electromagnetic energy. Galen grew plants in the dark with scalar energy. So scalar energy was the first cause of photosynthesis. And that therefrom electromagnetic energy has a secondary cause. So what is my point? By way of that experiment, we proved that scalar energy was the driving force, the, the exclusive initial force of photosynthesis. Yes, electricity and magnetism had a secondary effect. So if that's the case, then sunlight is the prime mover in human beings, whereas electricity and magnetism has a secondary effect. So the primary energy of the universe, the initial energy of the universe is scalar energy. And therefrom, we have electricity and magnetism that manifest. Both energies are important, but the prime mover of all action, the first action is scalar energy. Interesting.
0: So, the, the obviously supersedes the photonic flux at the, the cellular level for photosynthesis or, or can replace it.
1: Yes. Thank you, Michael. That's brilliant. Exactly. It's, I always use this analogy. If you look at a train, the engine, the locomotive dictates the train. Okay, so the engine of the universe, the locomotive of the universe really is scalar energy. And electricity and magnetism are the boxcars. Electricity is not fundamental. Scalar energy is the only fundamental energy. There's only one fundamental energy. What do I mean? Electricity and magnetism are a derivative of scalar energy. The first cause is scalar energy. Electricity and magnetism follow down the line. They are derivatives.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So we, we've, we've kind of highlighted here um, the, the significance of, of a person's photograph within your system. Give us some more details as to, as to why you know, or why or how that photograph works as that physical yeah. manifestation or representation of the individual.
1: So let me hope, hold up my photograph. What, what do you see? You, I see a perfect definition of me. It's light. Okay? I'm, I'm not going to describe myself as a man, 62 years of age, and I live in North America. That's not a fundamental description. Light describes, defines anything, including a person. So, this photograph of me is a fundamental description. And when we place this photograph in a force field, then the force field knows who I am and knows what I need in my quantum field. So, there's no human interaction. There's no There's not anything subjective about this. We don't have to use human reasoning. This is beyond human reasoning. This is divine intelligence. So my photograph in the divine intelligence of a quantum field, that quantum field knows me better than than I will ever know myself and will accordingly send energy into my quantum field far surpassing my human ability. No human reasoning is called upon. Now, why? Because if we work with divine intelligence, the outcome is always guaranteed. Light never makes a mistake. People frequently make a mistake. So if I keep this with light, I can guarantee the outcome. I can guarantee that we can balance the chakras. I can guarantee the destruction of microbes.
0: Interesting. And then so where within your device... The, the, the photograph is, is interpreted in some manner? How, how does that work? Sure.
1: The, the photograph is placed in a, in a receptacle at the very end, so to speak, of the instrument. And it's directly under the influence of the test of towers. So the receiver and the transmitter towers. So this photograph is flooded with scalar energy in proximity of the, the two towers, the, the receiver and the transmitter tower. Hence, my photograph now is bathing, is now in that portal of scalar energy and is enjoying scalar energy activity. It's no longer enjoying electromagnetic activity.
0: And so then the the signature, the photographic signature of the individual is then being moderated or influenced by the scalar waves before they're transmitted?
1: Immediately, correct. Now, what do we know about scalar energy? Everything is instantaneous. What do I mean? Everything is pre-connected. So with the in the electromagnetic spectrum, you do have time and space. There is a, a distance between two points. In scalar energy, everything is one point. It's holographic. Everything is pre-connected. Meaning what? All action is singular. All action is instantaneous.
0: Very interesting. And then so the this photograph obviously then is being used for remote healing. Um, does it matter? I mean, to to me, uh, a photographic image on actual photographic paper, um, would be different than a, a digital printout or it doesn't matter.
1: Correct. Very good. You have to, in order to access a person, you actually have to have their photograph, which is the exact photographic copy. A graphic image, no, will not work. That's man's interpretation. So a photograph is the actual interpretation of my light code. A graphic image or an artist's rendition is man's interpretation. It won't work.
0: And, the, and that it doesn't matter whether that's a, a digital photograph or a real photograph. If you, obviously, through your 30 years, you've probably played with both.
1: You're right. When I started in the 90s, we were working with Polaroid photographs. Okay, so Polaroid works, a 35 a, a photograph, 35 millimeter photograph works, a digital. And most people today email me photographs. Yes. It simply has to be a photograph, an actual photograph of the person or the animal, and it will work.
0: And, and then do we understand what the, the interaction between the scalar energy and the photographic uh, image is? How does when that you work? Know,
1: when you're in that dimension of scalar energy, my photograph representing my body double or my bi-located version automatically, instantaneously interacts with the scalar energy dimension meaning what energy information is instantaneously shared i do not act i let scalar energy act i do not interpret i let scalar energy interpret and all action in the scalar energy environment is singular it's instantaneous now i'll be quite blunt i take myself out of the equation because i'm no match for the divine intelligence this is the beauty you have to program a computer if our computers were scalar energy computers, you wouldn't have to program anything. They would already know what to do. Imagine that. Mm,
0: very interesting. Uh, and then you sort of briefly touched on uh, the chakras and how scalar light are both related to them and can be, the effect can be synergistic. H- how does that work? Uh,
1: um, looking at chakras, there are seven chakras. What is a chakra? It's a point of light. They spin. Why do they spin? Because scalar energy is a double helix and it spins. So our seven chakras are seven points of scalar energy. And the best way to influence our chakras is by way of scalar energy, not electricity. Actually, electricity will serve as a negative consequence upon our chakras. So if you want to balance your chakras, you do it with a scalar energy instrument or you do it by way of prayer and meditation. Electricity is a poor tool it will not work to balance the chakras. It, just in, in reverse, it will serve to uh, impinge or, or serve to, uh, in some way, negate the function of a chakra.
0: Hmm. And so the the, the so basically there's a synergy between the, sh- the chakra energy and this and the scalar energy. Yes. yes. And, and I guess if somebody is out of balance, um, just through their photograph, you're able to uh, direct the the device in terms of the rebalancing.
1: Yes, exactly, and it's again, it's automatic. I take human reasoning out of the equation. So a scalar energy instrument, divine intelligence, automatically aligns, balances those seven chakras, including our brainwaves, far with greater ability than I could ever achieve. And it's an automatic process. Now this is what, again, I have to underscore this matter. I'm not putting my two cents into this. I, I could study a million years and not understand what scalar energy can achieve in an instant. Okay? So scalar energy can balance our seven chakras. That's a that's a profound thought. That's a profound concept, far far past my ability as a human being.
0: Interesting. And then, what about some of the are there some protective measures that uh, scalar energy can provide us um, in terms of let's say you know the the EMF um, yeah. radiations and you know of course the, I'm sure if you look at your your list of wireless networks that are surrounding you—I mean, there's probably sixteen that I can identify here. I mean, it's—it's—we're it, obviously inundated with all this satellite, uh, cellular communications. Is, is there a means to protect ourselves from that with Scalar?
1: Yeah, let, let me preface my remarks. Scalar energy is perfect intelligence. Electromagnetic energy is imperfect intelligence. Now, I cannot override an electromagnetic signal unless you're in my laboratory. What do I mean? Many times I can hold my cell phone close to my scalar energy instrument. The scalar wave is so strong, it negates the the, uh, signal. It negates the, the media signal inside my phone. I cannot use my cell phone close to my instrument because my scalar wave overrides, will wash out, call it what you will, any type of electromagnetic signal. Meaning what? Well, I've already demonstrated in my laboratory that scalar will override negate, and probably correct those deleterious electromagnetic waves inside my laboratory Now, if I place your photograph close to the scalar light instrument, likewise, I say that the deleterious effects at that time of EMF will be over will override them or in some way we will they will succumb to the superior force of scalar energy on your photograph. So I've demonstrated this many times. Again, my cell phone or even a computer cannot function close to my scalar energy instrument. Meaning what? Scalar energy overrides the deleterious effects of electromagnetic smog or pollution experienced by way of a cell phone or a computer. Now, if that's true and accurate, then this will serve as some type of remedial help for people in the future You're absolutely correct. Um, There are many uh, dire predictions about 5G and people really have to visit this technology very closely. We cannot be subject to this deleterious energy day after day on on a long-term basis without having severe consequences.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So is there a possibility that a uh, smaller home-based device um, may be made available to protect Uh, families or individuals from this EMF?
1: Yeah, eventually I want to get to that. But to this day, after all my years of research, Michael, where are the other researchers? I'm one man. I need help. I cannot cannot carry this movement. There's just a few of us carrying this scatter energy movement. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, I want this widely diffused throughout the world. We need help, though. People have to get on
0: board interesting and and is there a means then perhaps rather than having a device in every, in individuals' homes to have maybe a bit more of a community-based uh protective device okay. where yeah. you know people's photographs are stored within there and it's sort of a constant loop of protection well that's where i'm going with
1: this now you know there are we have to look at the economics of it where we have limited time limited resources so what do i propose i would love to treat the world by way of their photographs So what I'm trying to propose is a grassroots movement in which millions of people will get on board and send us their photographs, okay? I'm happy to treat millions of people around the world. And hopefully that will catch on. Hopefully once people experience this, they'll say, yes, there is merit to this and they'll want to join us. Well, we haven't reached that point yet. Millions of people have not yet quite understood what we're doing. It's going to take, that's a tipping point. We haven't reached that point yet.
0: And then, of course, there's an extension beyond uh, just human health. I mean, we could be applying this to food crops, livestock, uh, the oceans. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Exactly. I have friends in Hawaii. The ohia tree is the the, uh, state tree, if you will, in in Hawaii. It's very important to the ecosystem. And this ohia tree is now suffering from some type of plant fungus. Well, my friends send me photographs of the ohia tree, and we're able to destroy this plant on the Ceratocystis in the ohia tree and restore the ohia tree to vibrancy to life. Now, if we can do—I you know, I live on the mainland here in the United States. If we can do that halfway around the world by way of photograph, yes, we are in some way stopping, we are halting this blight, this rapid ohia death on the islands of Hawaii. So, if I can do that in, in, in the North Pacific, then I should be able to do that anywhere in the world. And my statement is, we can but people have to realize the the benefits and the scope of this energy. People just don't quite get it yet.
0: Hmm. So, and then again, same thing could be applied for uh, food crops um, and and how would that work?
1: Yeah, I I have a program, it's called Natural Foods. I actually take photographs of foods and I, I download, if you will, the plant chemicals of food into crops. And crops flourish because of that. So I'm taking the existing plant chemicals, by way of a photograph, I download those those plant chemicals into crops such as corn, soy, you know, even a, somebody's garden or their backyard. And then I see that the garden flourish. I see the trees flourish because they're getting the nutrients they need from the plant chemicals. So plant chemicals downloaded into plants. The result is, is vibrant health.
0: Interesting. And, and what, what's the, the monetary cost of one of these devices? Uh, is it something that a um, you know, small community or, or medium-sized community could uh, purchase and utilize themselves?
1: Uh, there's various reasons I won't sell them. One of the reasons is they can be used for harm. Okay? There's, such, there's a great deal of responsibility and liability here. So what do I propose? Once the road gets on board, I propose some type of a campus-like setting. In which we'll have a central location and people can work. Okay, Tesla would never release his schematics because it can be used as a weapon.
0: Interesting. I mean, and that was kind of actually one of my next thoughts: is you know, is there a, a deleterious application of this, um, you know, to, to, to cause harm, or, or you know, if you can disassemble bacterium, you most likely could disassemble a human or 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 a city or anything else, right?
1: You're right. A very strong instrument can disassemble any molecular form. Yes.
0: Mm, well, that's. I guess there's. Yes, yeah, so you need to keep uh, keep keep tabs yeah. on that and keep it under the wrong hands.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Michael. You get the big picture here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're in the process of uh, um, potentially creating an intentional community down in Costa Rica to uh, escape the tyranny, which is uh, abundant here in Canada, and, and sort of create a, the work towards creating the new human paradigm. And, and that's one of the one of the reasons I was very interested to speak with you today. And mm. uh, you know, we have some ideas in terms of producing uh, both plant medicines as well as food. Um, and you know, if we are able to enhance all aspects of what we're growing, uh, you know, one of the, one of the ambitions is also to have a boutique coffee line, and so clearly if, if we have a With, higher caffeine content or higher flavonoid content in our product, we have an advantage to market.
1: When that comes to fruition, you let me know. I'll treat your entire group by a collage.
0: Okay, okay. And then what about what about what our crops and so forth can also be? Yep. Yeah,
1: We're going to treat your crops. We're going to enhance your crops. This is what I want, involvement. I want the world to get involved. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, we just don't quite understand, or it's too good to be true. It's real. Look at my website. There's 3,000 testimonies. It, this is real, people.
0: Interesting. And and so I, I'm working with a, a cannabis company here in Canada, and we're, we've just embarked, embarked upon a veterans supply program. So uh, with, within the uh, Canadian government, certain veterans are able to uh, get their, their medication uh, free of charge. And so we've, we've begun to embark upon this process. Uh, it would be interesting to see if we can enhance the properties of those crops remotely and uh and I would also imagine you know if we're if we if we're able to demonstrate that, then maybe we have also another patient pool for you of veterans suffering from PTSD, and we can yes. work through their neurotransmitters uh to, to enhance their mental and physical well-being.
1: Thank you, Michael. Let's do it. Uh, ultimately I want to treat the world. I want to treat the world for free. I realize money is hard to come by. So I need to create a, a groundswell of support, a grassroots movement. This is what I envision. And once the people get behind this, this will this will fly. This will go. This will go ballistic.
0: So, give, give us an example here. If, if we have our our facility in Eastern Canada, where we're cultivating our cannabis, and our intent is to ensure that we have the the highest terpene and, and THC or CBD levels, um, how would we go about? Give, give us sort of a, um, a experimental design as how we would uh, how we would go embark upon this.
1: Sure. Um, you, you would take photographs of your crops, and as long as some part of the crop um, is is photographed, either the stem or the leaf, the entire organism is is then suffused, if you will, or treated with scalar light. And then I would recommend the, the Natural Foods Program. That's on my website, in which I can download the the plant chemicals found in over oh two hundred types of natural foods. So that has all the bioflavonoids that you need. That has the minerals, the plant chemicals, the phytochemicals. That, that has everything you need, so to speak, for proper nutrition, either for people, animals, or plants. I've always said plant the, the uh, natural foods uh, therapy that I devise is probably my magnum opus. I probably will not be able to to uh, to find anything of, of a greater uh, benefit. So long story short, when that time comes, take, if you will, photographs of your entire crop. So you might have to submit to me 20, 30, 40 f- photographs at, at different angles of the crops that you wanted to be treated with the natural foods therapy. And I'll treat them.
0: Okay. And, and then we would also, would we need to supply photos during different life stages? So the, the early yeah. stage germination, vegetation, flowering?
1: That's, that's a good point. As long as, as it's one organism, it doesn't matter whether it's, it's from the seed or from the mature fruit. It doesn't matter because everything is that one organism. For instance, if, if, if you provide to me a seed and all I need to do is treat the seed by way of natural food, and the, the plant, once it matures, is still the, a product of that seed. But if you then have another crop, a new crop, then I'll need photographs of those seeds or photographs of those plants.
0: Okay. Very interesting. And, and along this vein as well, I mean, some of these uh, gentlemen have uh, succumbed to addiction of various types. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned that you have a program to help heal addiction. Um, yeah,
1: there's an addiction chemical detox program in which we target various types of recreational drugs, uh, pharmaceutical drugs, in which we can unbind, break apart the chemical bonds of recreational pharmaceutical drugs. And that helps many people. And I and also that that process involves a chakra balancing, which is, you know, God is going to correct those seven chakras, and perhaps correct the conscious at the simultaneously.
0: Sure, I guess the, the the and obviously these problems are as a result of some impairment of their consciousness or their or their soul that is causing them to behave in that manner. Uh, so if we're if we're correcting that damage, the behavior yes. will be will be corrected.
1: Yeah, many, many people have come to me and they said, whatever you did, Tom, I no longer have an addiction for alcohol or drugs or, or computers or, or sex or nicotine. It's not me. It, the energy is self-correcting. This is divine energy. And we can, with using these instruments, have a direct interface on the brainwaves, the mind, and, and the seven chakras, and likewise, the spirit, the, the soul.
0: Interesting. Well, you know, it, it it sounds like you've really stumbled across something here, which is very profound. And and uh, in our our chat here, I'm surprised that um, more people aren't aware of this. But then again, uh, you know, you're also a, a major threat to many industries um, across the board. I mean, I, I suppose the other thing in a in an agricultural um, perspective, if we are seeing damage from a specific pest, whether that 's uh, a a bacteria mold or or an insect, um, can we also apply this technology to get rid of some mites or some some caterpillars and this type of thing
1: you're right right i've worked with worms before, and provided you have the the, the correct information, you can disassemble a worm or at least cause that worm to die
0: sure imp- impair its ability to continue. Uh, yep. Very interesting exactly. very interesting. So you, you've also mentioned that uh, scalar energy can be utilized as an unlimited supply of energy uh, and okay. could possibly put an end to our energy crisis.
1: Yeah. Nikola Tesla was on the verge of doing that. He created a tower, a scalar tower in Colorado Springs in 1899, and then he moved back to New York City, and he created another scalar tower in Long Island, New York. Both of them captured this star energy, and both of them were wireless transmission of energy. So that was his attempt to give to the world free energy. He did it. He succeeded. But um, the Illuminati, quite frankly, stopped him. And, and they, they, uh, they started a smear campaign against him. He had, what he had achieved was monumental. But to this day, people don't realize that he already gave the world free energy. We just didn't get it. We don't understand it.
0: Well, and of course, that would have uh, destroyed the petroleum industry, and the pharmaceutical industry, and the the allopathic medical medical industry. So there would be uh, trillions of dollars of lost revenue for the those folks. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll be quite blunt. If my work catches on, this will be uh, a great help to the people of the world. Will save lives, but it'll also be quite intimidating to many industries.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to make sure that you're protected. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so what, what's on the horizon then for you? What, uh, any new areas of research or what's your focus moving forward?
1: You know, I'm always looking at ways to enhance this energy. Someday I wanna be able to reproduce Tesla's work and give the world free energy. Now keep in mind, my Tesla tower, so to speak, sends free energy to people around the world by way of their photograph. Well, if I can power a photograph, then eventually I should be able to power a home or a factory. So in miniature, I have, if you will, a Tesla tower. I'm already working with free energy. Now I just have to augment that energy to provide energy for, for cars, for homes.
0: So it's a, sort of a scaling up exercise.
1: Yes, exactly. That's it.
0: And, and how is that process coming along? Is that
1: uh... you know, I, I'm this close, but God has to give me the wisdom. It might take me five or 10 years before he gives me the wisdom. I, in theory, I know how to do it, but if there's something that's missing. So it, it hasn't worked as well as I would like. But um, if I find the missing link, I'll be able to light up a building.
0: And, and is that a metallurgical link, or what do you feel that uh, the, the missing piece probably, is there?
1: Probably have to to do with a, a combination of quartz crystal and, and gold.
0: Okay, okay, that's yeah. interesting. So the, the com- combination of elements in terms of being able to harness that and focus that energy? Exactly. And and so is, and as you mentioned quartz. I mean, are we talking also about a, a tuning? Um, the what quartz,
1: what I found, quartz is a natural amplifier of scalar energy. What, what gives quartz its life? If you've ever looked at quartz rock, you say to yourself, well, many times it grows. It seems to have a life of its own. It does. It's receiving scalar instructions. What's the life force of all quartz? Scalar energy. It's not electricity.
0: Okay, okay. So and then, therefore, of course, it acts in the, the uh, alternative way of, of redirecting that same force.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yes, quartz yes. is a natural amplifier of scalar energy. And uh, in the future, we're going to be using a great deal of quartz in conjunction with scalar energy instruments.
0: Okay, okay. So this has all been very fascinating, Tom. Um, I appreciate your time today. Uh, if listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where would we direct them?
1: No, the website is scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R. scalarlight.com. We have a 15-day free trial. Anybody in the world can email us. That's all you do is email us your photograph, and we will work with you and your family by way of your photograph. Include your dog, your cat, your horse, and for 15 days, we'll balance your chakras, we'll assemble nutrients, and we'll uh, eliminate, eradicate microbes. That's our 15-day free trial. Designed to prove to you the merit of this new technology. Okay,
0: excellent, excellent. Well, I will put that into the show notes. Um, I'm sure you'll be getting some inquiries from uh, from the listeners, and uh, let's let's uh, let's link up by email, and uh, we'll see if we, what we can do with this uh, veterans program on the, on the agricultural side. That's uh, very interesting to me, uh, and uh, could be a wonderful opportunity for uh, everyone involved. Yeah, I want to help them. Please do so. Excellent. Well, sir, thank you so much. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Um, It's been a very informative hour here. I appreciate your time and I hope the listeners uh, got some benefit from this as well and uh, take you up on your offer and explore your uh, technology and your service.
1: Thanks, Michael. Thanks for your time.
0: Very good, sir. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.